From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome to the Snakes Cast, folks. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are Steve Tassie. Howdy. And Sean Jackman. Hello. Now, one of the precepts that we try to live by at Snakes and Lattes is that there's no such thing as a good game or a bad game or with a right or wrong game for a particular situation. Even games that somebody like me might hate, somebody like you might love and have a great time with. And those are games that I'm going to want to make sure I recommend for you. But uh, sometimes we'll come across a game that just fires another game. You know, game A is something we may have enjoyed or maybe haven't, but game B comes along and everything that game A does, game B does better. Game A is fired! Fired! Out of here! So guys, we talk about games being fired sometimes. Let's, let's get some, let, let's, let's line them up against the wall here. <laughs> what are some games that you've either enjoyed or maybe not enjoyed quite so much that have been just plain and simply outdone to the point where there's no point in playing them anymore when you can play the newer hotness? As a kid, uh, we played a lot of Yahtzee. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, simple dice rolling game, get to keep the things you like, get rid of the ones you don't, try again, use the best possible combination you can. Bit of press your luck going on Bit there too. Your luck. Like, uh, sure. if, you get, if you get something you can't do anything with, are you going to fill in something that's worth a lot of points or worth not so many points? Yeah, so you take yeah. the chances or play conservative. Exactly. Plenty going on there. Uh, Yahtzee, as far as I'm concerned, has been fired by several games that we have at the cafe. Uh, can't Stop is one sure. for that push your luck aspect. Uh, but uh, more directly, for me anyway, King of Tokyo fires Yahtzee. I frequently call King of Tokyo, when I'm recommending it to customers, I call it Combat Yahtzee. <laughs> Your giant monsters smashing each other using the Yahtzee core mechanic of roll the dice, keep what you want, re-roll the rest. And to me, it does what Yahtzee does best, its mechanic, mm -hmm. but throws a cool, wacky theme on it, and I will never bother to touch Yahtzee again. It's uh, Yahtzee. Yes, yes, Yatsilla. You know, it's, uh, to me, there's one thing that Yahtzee does better than King of Tokyo. I love me some King of Tokyo. But uh, what Yahtzee does is that it is, it's abstract. It doesn't have any particular theme. There's no story to it. And for a lot of people, the idea of giant monsters smashing Tokyo is just not appealing. Fair point. Unfortunately, because you know, Giant Monster Smashing Tokyo happens to be awesome, <laughs> but it's not for everybody. Uh, the one that I found is Fired Yahtzee. It was something called Yam Slam, oh, yeah, by Blue Orange yeah. Games. That's the one that's got that little arena, and it's, it's very similar to the Yahtzee. You roll your six-sided dice, and you re-roll, and you re-roll, and once it's done, there are these little stacks of chips, and the two pair chips are worth five points each, and the three-of-a-kind chips are worth ten points each, and the mm. small straight chips are worth twenty, and the large straight chips are worth fifty, and you just collect, there's four of each. Uh, and they're arranging this in this little thing. And once all the chips are gone, you're done, and you add up the value of your chips to see mm -hmm. who wins. So the later in the game it goes, the harder it is to fulfill. Exactly, one exactly. So it's it's that the press your luck element is stronger. It moves more quickly. Your turn is it goes faster. There's there's a whole of a lot less math to do as the game is going on. Mm -hmm. It's faster. It even feels a bit more interactive too because you're. You, you can capitalize on the same roll multiple times. Absolutely. Which you can't do right. in and a matter of yeah. fact, you even get bonus points at the end for getting all four of oh, a chip, um, yeah. which is really neat. So if you see somebody who's going for that fourth two pair, do you really want to let them have it? Uh -huh. Or do you want to try for the full house so you can get more points? Right. So that's something I really like. So what about Sean? Got any games that, uh, that have gotten fired in the classic sort of section? We mentioned Yahtzee. What, what about something else? Oh, that, in the uh, classic sort of section? Um, geez, right off the top of my head. I would, I would think like a game like uh, Teach You is an excellent, excellent trick-taking game, uh, partnered game. 
I quite like a, a new one that's come out called um, King of the Dwarves, which is a trick-taking game where every single round you play, you your goal for the round is different. So somebody's going to be dealt out. There's five different or sorry, three different fives in the game. One of them is going to determine who the start player is for the round. One of them is going to determine who deals the next round, and one of them is going to determine who gets to choose what the scoring condition for the round is. So you get to flip over a tile, and that tile has two different options to choose from. Uh, one of them, they're, they're usually opposites of each other. So based on what your hand is, you're going to choose the one that's most beneficial for you. But what's nice about it is that there's never necessarily a good hand. And taking tricks could be worth nothing to you, dependent on uh, what the conditions of, of points are from round to round. So uh, that, that sounds like that's uh, looking to fire Euchre and Hearts and Bridge. Yeah, yeah, like as a trick-taking game, I mean, I love trick-taking games and I will continue to play all sorts of different ones, but I like this one for its uniqueness. Cool. But yeah, it actually reminds me a little bit of something called Chronicle that I saw at Gen Con this year. Gorgeous, gorgeous art. Uh, it's designed by the guy who brought us Love Letter. Oh. Uh, and it's it's a trick-taking game that's I think it's, it's it's very very simple You just flip up a card That's what you have to do to win this round and away you go And I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's gonna do on the tables this year. All right round two Steve go uh, Okay, uh, connect four Classic children's puzzle sort of game super popular uh, lots of people ask a lot for it. tons of people ask for it I always recommend quarto instead. I call it sec uh, Connect Four's sexy European cousin. He's more attractive, more sophisticated, and a lot more interesting. It looks like it belongs on a really sophisticated person's coffee table. It does. That whole series of games by Gigamic uh, they really, look really looks pretty. like they are coffee table games. Uh, but Quarto, you're still trying to get four things in a row, but this time it's not four of your pieces. It's just four pieces that each share one particular characteristic in common, and that can be color, size, shape, etc. Right, so like half the pieces are light or dark, or tall or short, or whatever, but there's no two the same. Yeah. And right. you just gotta get four in a row with something in common. The, uh, the one that I tend to recommend, as a, as a personally the one that, that's the replaced Connect 4 in my own mind, is something that's a bit simpler than that. Uh, that's uh, Pentago. Right. Another good one. It's uh, the, the the great thing about Pentago is that I can teach it in less than thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, it takes about as long and, and, and takes less time to set up than Connect Four, so people can get started with it more quickly. Quarto is probably a better game, but the initial learning curve is a bit steeper. A little bit. One of the things that's nice about Pentago is that there's the two-player version and the four-player right. version. So a lot of people bring out Connect yeah. Four. They've got three or four people at the table. Yeah, Connect Four is fired. Yeah. Right. Pentagon multiplayer just fires that because it works for them too. Yeah. All right, Sean, you're up. All right, Clue. I think that's fired by Lady Alice. Uh, beautiful game. Came out just a couple of years ago. Uh, has the, all of the deduction elements in it, but with none of the moving around this old abandoned mansion. Well, I guess not abandoned mansion. There is the corpse there and your other uh, <laughs> possible suspects. But I, I, I really like Lady Alice, and for me, like as a deduction game goes. Way, way better than. Well, it's not just that you're making deductions; you're betting and publicly and on which bluffing. exactly because yeah. sometimes you're 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 saying, "Oh, I bet you it's this," but secretly you're betting that it's not that. Absolutely, yeah. So I like that little bit of uh, misdirection because you've got a piece of information that nobody else has, just like in Clue, but you can lead people to believe it's something that they don't know what it is. And right. I, I like that about that game. There's Kill Dr. Lucky, of course. Reverse clue. Right. So you get, you, you get, to, you get yes. to be the guy who kills him. And I've harped on Simply Suspects before, the one where everybody's guilty. Yeah. And your goal is to try not to be in jail first. 
and uh, save Dr. Lucky, which is reverse, reverse clue. <laughs> yeah, unreverse clue. Yes. Uh, a new one that I just played, Martin Wallace's new PI. Oh, another Gen Con game this you. year. I have only played it once, admittedly, but it may, it's, it's had an interview mm -hmm. to see if it gets the job <laughs> to fire Clue. Yeah. Uh, it's a little more gamery than Clue is. It's not quite as sort of accessible a game. Mm -hmm. But it's not so uh, complicated and, and tricky that, that your average uh, Snakes customer or average player couldn't get the hang of it. I felt with PI, we, we were off to the races pretty quickly with yeah. it. And uh, yeah, I would certainly play that one again. I can't wait to give it a try. All right, I'm going after a sacred cow here. Trivial Pursuit. Ooh. So popular, so well-loved. Trivial Pursuit is Fired because wits and wagers exists. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing with wits and wagers, folks. You don't actually have to know the right answers to any of the questions. You're betting on who does know the right answers to those questions. Right. So it's no longer the same person who's always going to win because they know all the trivia. Everybody has a shot at winning, and especially with questions in different categories. Oh, you know, how many times did you know Joe Schlobotnik win the Heisman Trophy? Three. The, everybody knows that. Well, whoever's at the table who's the sports fan knows that. And you can place your bets on them, but maybe he's bluffing you. Right. You know, uh, if uh, you know, how many times did Jack Nicholson get nominated for Best Actor? Well, the movie buff at the table probably has a good shot at that, so you can bet on them. Right. Everybody has a shot in Wits and Wagers, and it, it's, it's so much more interactive too. You get, there's there's right. so much more banter. And was, did, did you get it right? No. Okay. <laughs> did you get it, get it right? Yeah. Okay. I'll go again. Well, I mean, one of the problems, again, with Trivial Pursuit is so much rolling around the table, you know? You keep hitting those roll-agains, and uh, eh, turns can go on forever. I don't know. That doesn't take that big a thing for me, but still, the, the, the fact that you just you have no hope if you don't know the answers. Quizniak fires Trivial Pursuit yeah. for me, just That's because Quizniak boils down all trivia games into the very essential, here's a question, do you know the answer? It's all you need. And every other trivia game out there throws in bells and whistles, <laughs> trying to yeah, make it yeah. stand out from all the other bell and whistle full trivia games. And Quizniac says, screw that. Clues and answers. Go. Love it. Yeah. Round three, Steve. Hit it. Settlers of Catan. Oh, sacred cow! Ooh, you're going Here there. is your pink slip, sir. Thank <laughs> you very much for your time with the company, but um, don't let the screen door hit your butt on the way out. I'd rather play Santiago. 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 It is a bit of a more obscure game. Not as many people know it, but it is agricultural themed, like Settlers is to an extent. There's uh, some cooperation. There's uh, building your own empire in its own unique way, but there's there's money changing hands, there's bribery and corruption. Hell and of a lot meaner than settlers. Yeah. Oh yes, it, I I like. Although being you may jerks. not have played settlers with the right people. <laughs> <laughs> I I whenever people want uh, something like settlers, I fire settlers with Alien Frontiers. Ooh, I find that's really? a very dice heavy game, like settlers is resource-based and also area control in the middle of the board. You're still trying to control that board. So I often suggest Alien Frontier. I'm going to join the Settlers pile on here. Uh, Settlers, you were famous for being the gateway game. You are too complicated. You have too many rules. You take too long to play and too long to learn. You're fired. Ticket to Ride is taking your job. Oh, so much faster and simpler to teach. So much more encouraging. You collect cards and you play them to put little t plastic trains on tracks and score points. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, Sean, you're up. All right, Werewolf 
You are fired by the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I Werewolf is a great game. I'm not going to take too much audience, away from uh, it. We'll probably have heard of Werewolf before as Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to take too much away from Werewolf, just that the Resistance does it so much better. So many Werewolf games I've seen where you're you're making your accusations based on zero information mm -hmm. whatsoever, whereas the Resistance pulls out the information. It's not that everybody is at, uh, spending a night together in their, their quiet village and one of uh, the townsfolk is going to be dragged out and killed. With the Resistance, you know who amongst you was on that mission. And so you can uh, very easily deduct, well, I should say very not easily. That not, easily. <laughs> not that easily. No, 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 no. But but it gives Stupid. you a bit more information than uh, than what Werewolf is going for. And like I would always grab the resistance. You know why else Werewolf. Werewolf, you know why else resistance is better? No nope. player elimination. Yeah, Everybody's in until good. the end. Also, no moderator. Everybody gets to play. Yeah. 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 So bye werewolves. Yeah, solid. And uh, I am going to hit on Stratego, one of my childhood favorites. Mm. Loved that game as a kid. I have no use for you anymore, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's Lord of the Rings The Confrontation. Just recently received a reprint, uh, it's like Stratego, only instead of having 40 pieces on the board, it's just 9, and each piece has a unique special power that breaks one of the rules of the game. It's, it's about 30 minutes to play, it's got so much personality in it, and it's Lord of the Frickin' Rings! It's Beautiful. An asymmetrical victory condition, which oh, makes yeah. it more interesting than Stratego. Yeah, I have to get Frodo to the other side of the board, you have to kill Frodo. Uh, you know, the bad guys have so much war, more raw power, the good guys have so much more in the way of clever tricks. Everything about it is unbalanced, but it works beautifully. Love that game. And, alright guys, are we going to do this? You ready for this? Ready. Okay, here we go. Bonus round. We're doing it. Cards Against Humanity. So, Cards Against clearly fired apples to apples. Sure. It's sure. true. It yeah. got in, it, 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 it muscled its way into this office yeah. on the back of another game, and we sort of miss apples to apples in a way, but not that much. Yeah. Really. No. You could argue that, I mean, in our cafe, Cards Against Humanity has fired many of the other games, because it is... <laughs> for it a is, lot of our customers, absolutely. Lot, yeah, absolutely. They make a beeline for that little black box, and uh, that's their night. But here's the problem. We're working at Snakes and Lattes. We see this come out every night. We've seen every possible combination. It's kind of hard to shock us at this point. Unless people start writing their own answers. And that's why Say Anything gets to take Cards Against Humanity's corner office in my building. Say Anything, I draw a card, I pick a question, I read it out loud, you guys all write down an answer, and you can say anything. You can play it clean if you want, or you can write down something about Glenn Beck's anatomy, having something terribly unfortunate <laughs> happening to it. Uh, whatever you like. I pick which answer I think is the best, secretly, and you guys bet on which one I just picked. The, one of the very few games that we have that can actually be filthier than Cards Against Humanity, but you get to bring the filth, so it's your fault. <laughs> Take responsibility. <laughs> For me, Snake Oil fires. Cards Against Humanity. Nice one. Because uh, you still have the judge every round that changes. The thing about Snake Oil is the judge gets an identity card that allows people to focus their play uh, on uh, on that identity. Is the judge for the round, are they an astronaut? Are they a king? Are they the last man on earth? Are they a dog? <laughs> and so everyone else takes cards from their hand, two of them to be specific, combines those words together into some wacky product like a beard comb, or 
pain bone or fire shorts or whatever. <laughs> You've got what you need. And you try to sell that crap to the customer. <laughs> it takes some creativity, some chutzpah, uh, but you are going to have way more fun, in my opinion, than if you keep letting Cards Against Humanity work for you. Steve, I'm glad you brought up Snake Oil because uh, I don't know how much I can talk about right now, but I did play a game that is coming out in the not-too-distant future that is going to fire Snake Oil, Ooh. guaranteed. And you can't talk about it yet? I don't know what I can say, but I'm going to say a little bit. Um, <laughs> what it is, it's called But Wait, There's More. And it is the same <laughs> I idea. Love the title. It's the same idea of Snake Oil, except for that you're selling uh, products based on some kind of uh, feature that the product has. Problem is, you know the first feature it's going to have, but then you got to draw halfway through your pitch to find out what the second feature is. Oh. <laughs> right it's after, a KTEL commercial. Right after you say, but wait, game. there's more. The nice thing is that for added difficulty, they add in um, a uh, user's warning that you have to use for each of these products <laughs> that you're trying to sell. Just to make it a little bit harder. Do you have to read it really fast and quietly at the end? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> it's got, the only way to do that. I gotta say, I've been satisfied with the work that Snake Oil's been doing, but I look forward to considering firing it. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Come on down and try some of the new hotness, folks. The old and busted is old and busted. See you soon. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Sean Jackman and Steve Tassie. Game on. Game on. Game on. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakes cast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.